welcome to the Rich Man Podcast with me, your host, corporate dropout turned seven-figure CEO in 18 months, Melanie Aubert. I'm a business coach that's determined to normalize women and wealth. We are completely ditching the old, outdated boys club way of running a business, and I'm teaching you the new way of attraction marketing, soulful selling, and wealth embodiment. Instead of marrying the rich man, we are the rich man. Get comfortable, get ready, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rich Man Podcast. I am so excited for today's special guest. We have Lauren Sharp here, who is a mentor, a business coach for uh, health and wellness professionals. Not only is she a business mentor, she's also a registered dietitian, and she has built a six-figure business supporting women with their own businesses um, and helping them achieve financial location and time freedom, which obviously, if you if you guys know the podcast, that's definitely our vibe. She specializes in using marketing and sales techniques that are very unique that I want to touch on today because they're awesome to increase demand and clientele in your online business. Something that I hear a lot, and Lauren's going to come in with her expertise today it, from, from the health and wellness space is that it's hard to grow a business. It's hard to get clients. It's hard to charge X, Y, and Z. And Lauren's going to come in today. She's in our matrix membership and she is going to blow you away with how she does this, how she teaches her clients and uh, being known for bringing the fun and her no rules vibe into business. So Lauren, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Do you mind giving us a little intro just to who you are, how you got here? I know that's like a really long probably story, but if we can just like sum it up, how'd you get here? Yeah. Spark notes version. It's challenging to do, but basically I became a registered dietitian originally because I had in my high school career seen weight gain for the first time. So as a teenage girl, I'm like, searching for all the answers. Do I go low carb? What am I supposed to do? And I was so frustrated by all of the hoopla, for lack of a better term, that was out there of what a, how do you actually lose weight? So I went into college with that mindset. I was like, I want to study nutrition. I want to understand the nitty gritty. I want to know the science, the biology behind the body. And uh, my nutrition program a lot of people become very obsessive about nutrition when you're in a nutrition major. Um, and I ended up developing orthorexia, which is an obsession with healthy eating and exercise. Oh. So I experienced a lot of anxiety and stress my freshman and sophomore years of college. Um, and what I originally got into nutrition for ended up really shifting. So I was no longer... Uh, constantly trying to pursue weight loss because I really dug myself into a hole. And then I came into the anti-diet space and really started to understand that there's another way for nutrition. It doesn't have to be this, you know, black and white one-sided thing. Like it can be just this healthy relationship with food. So, um, I hired my first business coach while I was in my dietetic internship. So as a registered dietitian, you have to do clinical hours and take an exam and all this stuff before you actually get your license. And um, I loved the clinical aspect of things. I really, really did. However, I uh, am a manifester and I move very quickly. And the second I was like, oh, I love this clinical. I'm going to do this. And then the next second, I'm like, no, I'm on to the next thing. I'm ready for the next thing. So 
I spent my entire savings. I was living at home, which I was very grateful to have that opportunity, commuting into New York City to do my internship. And um, I came across this business coach online and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Invested in my first program, started to build my business. And um, the rest is history. I graduated from there and stayed at home for a couple of months while I got my income up and going. And then, I mean, one of my biggest accomplishments to this day was being able to support myself off my private practice and, um, you know, within the first few months. So I love it. Look at you go. Uh, fun fact, for those who don't know, I actually started online space as a fitness coach. And I quickly exited that realm only because of how much for a lack of a better word, garbage exists in the space. And it's so unregulated, which is very, very scary mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to who's who's qualified to speak on certain things and what's suggested and, you know, people making meal plans for people. And I'm like, how do you even know what you're doing? So like, it was a, it was a really scary moment. I actually backed out and I quit. And I, I ended up teaching business anyway, but that was like my, my real passion. Mm-hmm. Um, when you entered this space of like the business aspect coming into the online space, was your goal when it comes to who you desired to work with and, and, and who you wanted to really help build a business, build a brand? Was it people who were also part of the anti-diet culture? So yes and no. Um, I mean, when I hired my first business coach, I always joke like I wanted to do nutrition, but I literally since that first day, I was like, I want to help people with like strategy and business. But at that point, I, I hadn't had enough experience. So I really just made it a goal to like be like, all right, we'll figure out who we want to work with in terms of business down the line, but let's just get as much experience as possible. And I mean, ever since that first investment, I never went a month without making some sort of investment in the business. And I think that, you know, just helped me to continue. Yes. I love that. I think that, and just, again, this is from my own experience. I don't want to speak to anyone else's experience, but when I came into the online space, everyone was a fitness coach. Like that was the very first like business venture everyone kind of took. And it was, it was a lot of the YouTube crowd people kind of coming in and teaching fitness and health and wellness. And the way that they had taught business was, uh, I mean, what I don't teach in terms of like uh, how to make people feel like the fear-based marketing, the, the pushy sales, that kind of vibe. When you came into this space and your experience building your own business, did you have that moment where you're like, oh, this is like a lot of what I don't want to do? And and how did you invent your own way? I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting because I'm very grateful for my first mentor. She was very much, you know, kind of helping me feel into what felt good. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the first conversations I had with her was, you know, I feel like I like the anti-diet space. It's what I live by, but I got to make money, right? So am I supposed to help someone with weight loss? And she's like, well, which outcome would you be happier with if a client had, if they lost weight or if they healed their relationship with food? And I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to go with my gut on this. So if it weren't for her, I really don't know that I, I think I would have probably on the weight loss route. And then I would have been confused why I wasn't successful because I wasn't passionate about it. So, um, she was great. And then I did have some investments where I was like, "Mm, this does not 
feel aligned the way that you're teaching. Um, and again, there's someone for everybody, but for me, it felt, you know, th- there was some tactics that I was taught that I was mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, this doesn't yeah. feel good. And honestly, it's not surprising as a manifester, you're always ahead of your time, uh, which is fantastic to see. And you being a rare breed, I love to see it. When it comes to, and again, just what I prefaced with is a lot of people come into my world and as a health and wellness professional, and they they say, this is hard. And I, and as you said that, I'm like, maybe the belief is they think that the weight loss piece is the only piece that sells. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to people who believe that or say that? Yeah. So I was in that place for a really long time. Um, And I think one of the biggest things was comparison. I mean, one of my, like, if I could go back, I would, you know, I wanted to support all of my other dietitian friends, but at the same time, it was really not great for my energy to see, oh my God, she filled that group in three days. How, and I haven't even gotten somebody in a spot yet. Well, of course sells weight loss or blah, blah, blah. But then other people were doing it in the same space. So I was like, I don't understand what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was the energy behind it. I mean, looking back, it's just so interesting because I was in such a place of scarcity because in my mind, I was like, I can't go get a job. I need to have a successful practice and I need to support myself. So it's something I pride myself on now, but also at the time, like it probably would have been helpful to have some sort of income. So I wasn't like, Mm -hmm. I need this business pressure. To yeah. The anxious attachment for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and this is why, and I know you agree to this because we have very similar practices, but when it comes to the alignment with your offer, if you're, if you don't believe in, let's say the weight loss bit, right. And you're selling it naturally, there will be a lot of resistance because it's not what you actually want to do. So mm-hmm. is it safe to say when it comes to your world being the health and wellness space that you can quite literally sell anything from any angle, depending on the intention and the, I would say like the qualification that comes with it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, um, I mean, I don't know. I think you have a Stanley, right? The Stanley water bottle. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We have the same one. Look at that. Stay hydrated, my friends. You know, the story behind how like they launched and they sold nothing and then they shifted their, yeah, they shifted their who, um, to, you know, people on TikTok and, you know, the it girl aesthetic Uh and they sell out. Right. So it's so interesting. It's like, yeah, any product can be an incredible product or not. And the marketing and the sales behind it and how you position it is really, you know, the bread and the butter, because that's, you can truly sell anything if you know how to position it. Obviously we want it to be a good product from our perspective, but, um, it's, it's really interesting that you can truly sell anything, but if your energy behind it is, I can't sell this, weight loss is better, they can do it, but I can't, then it's going to be really challenging. And I think I made it a lot harder for myself for a long time because I had those beliefs. Um, but it's really challenging too when you have these beliefs, but it's also kind of being reinforced, right? If you're launching something and it's not selling, then you're like, well, but it's just, you're running on a hamster wheel at that point. Yeah. You're further building the, pr- the proof toward what you don't actually want to believe, but you're believing it anyway. So what was the shift for you going from the, okay, the weight loss bit. And, and thankfully you had a, a coach that was, that allowed you to just think and just set the intention because I feel like a lot of coaches are like, just do this. And it's like, okay. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy that you found someone that, that was a good 
guide for you. What was the the shift when you did move into and really own the space of the um, anti diet lens? What what like how did that shift feel? What came up for you? And then what happened when you like fully landed in it? Obviously success, yeah. but I'm curious to know just from your experience what that that transition felt like. And then what you tell someone who might be in that like limbo stage of like, I have all this proof that it won't work. And now I'm moving into a space of, I believe that this can work. I'm Mm -hmm. curious to know what you'd say about that. Yeah. So I think honestly, the biggest thing was time. And again, as a manifester, I moved very quickly. So I was like, I want it now. I want it now. Right. Um, It was time and it was also realizing that, you know, if I was following any business coaches or um, people who had had a lot of success, it wasn't about comparing myself anymore. It was about, well, it's taken them time too, right? This isn't something that you can just automatically happens overnight. And even my success now as a business coach, like I didn't have a ton of success. I I had a lot of success as a business coach off the bat, but I had built that brand from a nutrition perspective already. I didn't like put up an Instagram and say, Hey, I'm a business mentor now. And I didn't know anybody, right? I had all of this rapport that I had built with other dietitians and nutrition professionals. So I think time um, and patience and also understand when I did start to build that traction, I was like, okay, this is possible. What was I doing in this? And a combination of, right, kind of how you talk about like the energy and strategy combination. Yeah. So yeah. my tangible brain was like, I need strategy to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of learning marketing and sales techniques that felt good to me. And then also understanding that like, we need to have a good attitude about this. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say the mindset component and, um, you know, fusing the two. Mm -hmm. I would say, and I want to know if this has been true from your experience when it comes to the health and wellness space, but, uh, I talk about holding the standard a lot. And Mm -hmm. when I moved into a space of energy and strategy and different ways of selling and marketing, there was a, a natural lull of like people being like, what the hell are you doing? And I held the standard of like, this is what I want to speak on. And I know that the person who this is meant for will eventually come through. And they did. Was that true in your experience as well when it came to anti-diet? Anti-diet. Yeah. Kind of niche? yeah. yeah. It's interesting because I, uh, and that was part of it too, when I would, I would keep going. Right. And I kept yeah trying different strategies, different offers. I launched one offer that was a passive course and I actually just threw it up for this past Black Friday and I sold three of them and I haven't been on my Instagram account at all, you know, on my nutrition one. And I was like, this is so easy because it was so easy for me to talk about. And this is also something that you taught me, but the like the living your work, right? So I was finding that stepping into the business side of things was feeling really easy because I do business strategy all day long. Uh, But the nutrition stuff was feeling really hard to me because I was further removed from struggling with food, right? I was living in this place of gentle nutrition. So I think playing around with your offers is also huge of like, how can you more so live in your work? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, because the gentle nutrition, I do that every day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a natural evolution of you too, right? So like naturally you're 
as you evolve, your offers will evolve as well. Um, I love that. I'd love to speak on when now, like moving from just your experience from nutrition side of things into business coaching. I love how you said that you, I hate to say you did the work, like you were consistent, you spoke on it, you, you had clients. And then from there, the business piece was just an easy pivot. If I, if I could use that word, because it was, you're already doing it. People already see it very, um, like obviously just by watching who you be, they're like, wow, she really knows what she's doing. When it comes to the, the sexy and empowering marketing tactics and the sales tactics, you and I have a very aligned approach when it comes to what I refer to as new era of selling and marketing. A lot of what I believe a lot of fitness and health and wellness professionals struggle with is they believe they can only sell to people who are struggling Mm -hmm. and who are, um, afraid of food or afraid of gaining weight. And something that you really speak on is taking an entirely different approach when it comes to how you market and sell. Can we talk about your methodology, what that looks like, how it feels, how your clients benefit from that kind of positioning, and then how everyone listening can, can enter your world to learn yeah. more. Yeah. So I love embodiment content. I think that is just one, it makes content so much easier, right? Because it's like something that you're doing every single day. And then I also love like vision-based content. So if I will say, uh, you know, maybe I'm writing a caption out and it's like, imagine you're in Italy and you arrive, there's a glass of champagne, you drink it with, you know, no guilt of the calories. Um, You're not regretting that it's not a vodka soda, whatever. And then, um, you know, you order pasta and you feel great about that choice. And I kind of like help them picture it. And I think that's a really great way for people not to feel that shame-based marketing where it's like, oh yeah, you hate your relationship with food, you hate your body, blah, blah, blah. And obviously speaking to that in a component as well and like showing them what's possible because a lot of the times, especially in this niche is people, they really, people come to my nutrition page and they're like, I honestly didn't even realize that the way that I ate was so consuming until I saw your content, right? With that realization type content too, where I'm just kind of like, helping them see a perspective where it's like, you, you can live this way, right? You don't have yeah. to. Yeah. And I think it's important just to point out, um, I want to reflect it back to you. It's mm-hmm. the people who are realizing, I didn't realize that I did have a, a, a funky relationship with food because you're speaking to a more goal oriented, like that, that visualization piece. If you're only harping on you hate your body, you hate food. The people who don't know that they even struggle with that are like, they don't resonate with that content, right? Because they're not, they're not struggling in that sense, but they're not in a, I love how you call it gentle nutrition, gentle nutrition, like approach. They're like, oh shit, I'm not there either. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting how you do that. And I think that it's important to understand the difference between allowing your audience to feel seen and heard in their fears, in their pains of like what they're actually experiencing when it comes to food or nutrition or wherever they are uh, in terms of um, what you do, what you do teach on in your niche. But we, when, when people use that as like the way to sell, that's when I'm like, there's like a dick factor. You know, like you're almost, 
you're almost just kind of poking what hurts for people on with the intention of them buying your solution. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I love your approach because it's so refreshing and it feels more natural, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's just like, that's how you would speak to someone in real life, right? right? Versus just like the internet. So we have the, the integration piece. So when, when you speak on, when it comes to content, I love the walking them through like the experience of what it would be like on the other end. I love that. Um, You mentioned the first bit of content was like the integration or like showing who you be, correct? Like how you live your life. Is that correct? Can you give an example of what it looks like when it comes to how you, how you show that? Yeah. So I was actually just working with a client on this and what she does is, and I think it's really helpful for those niches that are a little bit more like complicated for like, they're lacking that tangibility, right? It's not like this is weight loss and everybody knows what that is. So she helps people improve their mental health through nutrition. And for a lot of people, it's like, hmm, how do you conceptualize that, right? So she, we were talking about how maybe she shares, you know, how she meal plans for the week with her bipolar two in mind, right? Mm. And like, that's the front page where it's like, this is how I meal prep when I know that my week's going to be busy and I have bipolar two and I know that nutrition uh, can really, you know, improve or make me feel like crap. Um, yeah. my symptoms are making me feel like crap. So that's one example in the anti-diet space. It's kind of like, you know, say I was doing something with gentle nutrition. Um, I've made a post before where it's like, uh, diet culture tells you that you can't eat cereal. Like this is what I did with my cereal this morning. I added whole milk for some fat and some protein. I added berries for some fiber, right? So mm-hmm. showing people like, it's, it's a form of education, but it's also seeing like you're, you're living your work. And also, um, you know, people are like, oh, wow, I want people to eat cereal. Like, that's so cool that she can do that. I cereal. <laughs> I had cereal today. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. What do you typically find um, when people come into your world looking for business coaching? So anyone here listening who is in the nutrition and fitness space and there's a natural like resistance of either how do I build a business that feels more aligned or I am selling something that I don't feel like I'm backing up like the weight loss bit or whatever that looks like for you. What are some of the biggest hurdles you find people come into your world with of like, I don't know how to do this Mm -hmm. and how your marketing and sales and and I guess business to like how you teach business, Mm -hmm. how you work with them. I'm curious to know that experience. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my main programs is called the Instagram reboot. So a lot of it is content based, um, and messaging based because a lot of people will say, you know, I don't understand why I'm not attracting the right people. And a lot of the time the messaging just really isn't aligning because of a few things, right? So if somebody, again, if it's not this tangible thing that people understand, some people might have in their bio, like, functional medicine, gut dietitian. And I'm like, most people have no idea that that's what they really need help with. Right. Um, so how are we shifting their content to give these people a perspective of, you know, something that people really aren't even aware that exists, right. They like a gut test, a hormone test, like 
a lot of people don't realize that exists because a lot of people, you know, we, we live in a Western medicine society, right? So I will help them kind of be like, all right, how can we make people aware that this exists, how much it can really change their life. And then, you know, again, like you talk about with the need versus the want, how can we make them really want this versus I need it. But at the same time with healthcare type of things, a lot of the time they, they do need. There is an element of, yeah. I mean, everyone needs it. But how they buy and their right. intention typically when they want it more, it's an easier right. transition, right, into mm-hmm. actually uh, attaining it. Yeah. Um, I love this. Do you find that is so content's the big one of the big pieces, which I love your your program sounds fantastic. And I think that that recalibration, that pivoting and just the awareness of like it, people think it's so hard. It's not. Like when you see the shift, you're like, oh, that makes more sense. Like naturally, you're just like, this, why wasn't I doing this this entire time? Uh, and it's gonna it's because of the just society and how we've been taught when it comes to marketing and sales. But is there anything else that comes up besides the content bit that you find that a lot of people struggle with? Mm-hmm. Again, what I hear is, and I love that you touched on this, um, it's an intangible outcome. Or and to me, it's it's very tangible. Like when I think of Health and wellness, I mean, it, to me, it's a tangible outcome regardless of where you're at in your niche. But for those who believe if it's not a weight loss tangible outcome, people won't want right. it. What do you say to the, to those clients or those people? So that? a few things. Um, I also really love to play with product suites. So if somebody is like, you know, for example, I did this in my nutrition business where I was realizing that you know, a lot of people were not stepping into my containers because they were fearing that it was like anti-diet meant anti-health, right? So I was like, okay, people need to understand that this is actually health, right? This is like incorporating healthful behaviors essentially without obsession. So what I did was I created a mini offer and I'm like, all right, let's create a masterclass called Achieving Health Goals Through Intuitive Eating, right? So I love creating like little micro offers or mini offers or master classes with my clients to kind of, cause you know, they do typically need a little bit more nurturing this type of client. Right. So, um, unless they've consumed content or they're because we live in this diet culture world, right? Like everything they consume every single day is right. So helping them understand what we do, how it helps them, um, and kind of Mm -hmm. like supporting them along the way as they're having these realizations. Um, and I think in a lower ticket offer, that is a really cool way to do it. Um, so I love playing around with product suites in that sense to help, especially if they're newer. Sometimes that's the other thing I always see is that, you know, they see business coaches online or, you know, friends that it's like, well, you have to do one-on-one and then you have to sell out one-on-one before you can start a group. And then you can't do that and you have to do that, right? So that's another really fun thing for me to debunk is like, why can't you just do a $20 masterclass? Can, and I want to point out one thing that I love about you, Lauren, that I want to just shed light on because I think it's really important is a lot of coaches teach only from experience. And, and, and they mistake their experience for mastery. And what I mean by that is they'll say things like, well, you have to do it this way because that's the way that I did it. And that's the way that works. And it's like, not always the case. So, and again, one of the reasons why we align so well is because 
there's always room to be like, but what feels better? Or like, what's let's troubleshoot this. Like, let's play with what this looks like. Um, business is never a one size fits all, which is why I, I love how you teach and how you coach and how you bring the marketing and sales bit into all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that if if you're having an issue with, you know, selling out programs or getting clients or whatever that looks like, or positioning or content, there mm-hmm. al- there always is another way to just swap it. And I love the Stanley example that you give. I have to go Google that after this podcast episode. I got to know. But it's like, I think that a lot of us, especially newer into business, get really upset of like, I'm clearly doing it wrong. Something's wrong with me. I'm not good at this. And it's like, that's not true. There mm-hmm. just needs to be another, there's a pivot there. There's, there's, we just got to troubleshoot and figure it out. Uh, but I just want to, I want people to know that when we look at other people doing things successfully, if they preach that this is the way and the only way to me, that's always like a oh, red flag because you can't repeat someone else's success, right? There's, it's impossible. Um, so I just want to give that to you because I think that's something that's really powerful that you do. And I enjoy that about you. So Lauren's great, everyone. Um, is there anything else <laughs> when it comes to the marketing and sales? But I actually would love to speak to like the sales piece if you're open to it. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to selling health and wellness, when it comes to the conversion bit, do you have clients who are like primarily sales calls or just master classes, or is it all like a mix of everything? And what do you say to those who might be afraid of the sales process? Like there's a fear of what if they don't get results right away? Like I see a lot of that happening, especially when it comes to nutrition, um, in your, in your world, in your niche, what do you, how do you walk your clients through that? Yeah. So I have kind of a way that, and a lot of my clients are similar to me in that they like to do things the way, right. They buy from you because they like the way that you sell and whatnot. So I usually teach a certain way. And then with my one-on-one clients, or if people have questions, we'll kind of shift it in a way that feels good to them. But, um, when I was in nutrition, I did a lot of spending my time talking and chatting with people in the DMs. And a lot of times people don't understand how to do that without being like, buy my program, buy my program. Um, so one of my favorite things with that, if because sometimes it feels good for my clients to have something that's tangible, like just have a conversation with someone and see what they say, right? What are they, you know, needing help with? What are they, how do they talk? How are, how are they talking about these things? And, um, you know, maybe creating a program based on that, depending on where they are in, um, in business. But I think helping them understand how can you have a conversation with someone without immediately going to the end goal of this needs to turn into a sale. Mm-hmm. So how do you, talk to someone in the DMs, which it seems so rudimentary, but like when we're, when all we're thinking about is the sale, Mm -hmm. it's so hard. So I always say, how can you come from a place of service? Again, depending on where you're at in business, if you have a bunch of clients, we're not going to be like chatting in the DMs all the time. Right. But I think that's a really great tactic that people like in terms of my style of coaching is like, Mm -hmm yeah, why am I like jumping to conclusions here? Let's just have a conversation and let's create content based on that conversation. And let's, Mm -hmm. you know, what feels good about what they said? Can we lean more into that type of work? Right. So um, I really like that component in terms of sales. And it's really interesting when uh, you let the client or potential client lead then, and you're kind of sitting back 
And they're like, so what are your programs? And exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I teach this because it's like when uh-huh. they're in their – when they're leading – and you're just receiving and receiving, they, it's a natural evolution of just like, what, what do you got? <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's crazy how easy it can be. So I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm so glad it's the same in your industry because that's, yeah, yeah. yeah it can it's, be that easy. It's such a cool realization to have too. I would love your perspective if you can remember, cause I know this was a time ago, but mm-hmm. when we think about, you had mentioned how going into business coaching, um, or maybe it was nutrition coaching either way when, when you were like, okay, I have no other income. Like this is, there's pressure there to create income and flow of income. How did you hold that right? Just honor that you were feeling that way and also still create connections and be of service. I find Mm -hmm. that for most people, they don't know how to hold the duality of both. You know what I mean? They can't see the long game. They're like, they get panicky. And then in their, in their communication with people in the DMS, it's, it's, it's panicky energy. And it's just, here's the mm-hmm. sale. And they're like, why isn't it working? Yeah. Do, can you recall how you moved through that? I think at that time, I just remember always repeating to myself that everything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if you, if this is really what you want to do, which it was, I was like, I want to go all in on this and I'm not going to be able to do that if I go get a part-time job. Um, and I was just, I was willing to make, I don't want to call it a sacrifice, but I was, I was willing to, you know, do the nitty gritty work and be a little bit uncomfortable for a little bit. And also say, you know, I know that if I continue to invest in myself, I'm not going to fail because, there's the consistency aspect. And I was like, the only thing that we are missing right now is, is the amount of time and consistency that it takes to build a business. So I would remind myself of that. And I would, again, I would just be like, there is literally, because I would always hear from family members of like, all right, but like, you have to have a big emergency savings because this job's not you know secure. And I was like, well, neither is yours. Right. So I think giving myself, it's like, you're no different situation than anybody else. You could go get a job tomorrow if you had to. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was just this mindset of like, everything is figure outable. And if, you know, in X amount of days you are so exhausted and you need income, then we're going to go, you know, bartend for two weeks. Yeah. Right. So my, my like philosophy, I didn't make money for a really long time. I was like six months in and I was like, I mean, I, it was, it, it dribbled. All right. I was broke as shit. And I used to say to myself that, um, I'm planting seeds. I always use that analogy, but, um, I, I was already living my worst case scenario, no clients, no money. Right. So for me, it's like, what is there to fear when I'm already experiencing what I don't want to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like there really was no fear. I was just like, we're just going to keep doing it until we get to a point where we're like, we have no choice but to supplement income or do something different. And then eventually obviously business blew up. So it's just staying the course and the consistency and the trusting and the timing of things unveiling. And I think that we live in a very fast paced culture of like expecting the magic bullet, expecting things to blow up immediately. And if that was the case for everybody, none of us would know who we'd be in the moments of silence. And I think that there's so much beauty in that as well, like how it builds our character. Um, So anyway, don't want to go on that tangent, but is there any other advice that you would love to give to 
anyone who is, you know, holding a fitness nutrition business or is looking to create one, anything else that you want to leave them with that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, I think uh, asking yourself, how can I build and have more trust in myself um, is a really big component. I had someone who just joined IGR and for a long time, I, you know, a, a while ago, I wouldn't have trusted that she was going to join and I would have probably sent her more follow-up messages and, you know, all this, you know, the very salesy aspect of things. And with her, I was just like, I, I trust that if this is for her, then she's going to step through. I'm going to give her all the information that she needs. I'm going to challenge some of her beliefs a little bit, right. Of like, yeah, really? you know, and, um, and she came through. So trusting and sitting back in that, you know, feminine energy of how can I sit back, let them make their decision, give them everything that they need in order to make that decision. But you are, they're never going to make a decision from you pushing them. And then if you are pushing them like that, is that really going to be somebody that's going to be a great client to have because they're going to have, you know, certain expectations versus mm-hmm. someone who's made that decision themselves. So absolutely, I think that's a big thing is trusting yourself and trusting that what's meant for you is going to come. Um, and if that's, you know, you and you're in business for a year and then you step into something else in another year, like that's okay too. So, um, but I think the consistency, like you said, staying the course that was, I mean, it's really been nothing but time that's give and, you know, learning more and whatnot, but that's given me the confidence to help other people build their businesses yeah, too. Yeah. And being around people who get it and expand you in like the best ways possible, right? Like I wouldn't be here without the investments that I made in the coaches. I mean, mm-hmm. most of them, um, yeah. that came from a very aligned place. I'm like, you, it was just, it, it does fast track a bit when you have that guidance because you're able to move a lot quicker when you have someone else there with you. So if someone was like, okay, Lauren, give me all the goods, where can they find you? Uh, what social media platforms are you active on? And then uh, what programs do you have available for them to consider jumping into? Yes. And before I go into that, also, I wanted to mention that finding a coach that is aligned with how you want to run your business. Because if you are newer, this is what I did. I was just trying to find the coach that was the magic pill. And, you know, my, I, I've learned something from every investment, but you know, some investments that weren't as lovely (laughs) were the ones that, told me I had to do something a certain way. And I remember having a conversation with one of my like business friends and she was like, why do I feel like every time I'm not with a coach, I do better. And I was like, ah. makes sense because every coach you've had is, has told you, you can only do it one way. So sticking with your gut and your intuition of, you know, do I really like how I'm being sold to with this? Do I really like how this person coaches? Maybe it means that you join a smaller container first, right? And with that being said, you can find me on Instagram at Laura, L-A-U-R, Sharp, um, for business content. And then nutrition content is Low and Lemons. And... I have my Instagram reboot starting in January. We are enrolling right now and we will be getting started the week of January 23rd. And I would say that's the main thing that we're doing right now. So, but I'm always, you know, 
come into my DMs. We can find the right program that's best for you. I would never, you know, put you into something that I don't think you would benefit from. Absolutely. In terms of the Instagram Reboot program, who is that best fit for? Yeah. In terms of, yeah. So mostly for the person, we really have anybody who is just starting in business and wanting to really hit the ground running with understanding how to get clients from social media. Um, primarily Instagram. And then it's also for the person who maybe you've been doing this for a little bit of time and you're just really feel like you're not gaining that traction. Um, because I do have a lot of people who are intermediate business owners and they come in and there's like a total rehab of messaging who you're speaking to, how to create that type of content that speaks to the right person. So really for the beginner intermediate entrepreneur, um, just wanting that reboot and, and how to understand to make content easier and less of a headache. Perfect. I will have in the description box of this episode, you will have Lauren's uh, Instagram handle for both of her platforms, nutrition and her business coaching. And then we'll have a link for everyone for the Instagram reboot. Again, as Lauren has said, any questions you have, just send a DM and, and she'll direct you in the most appropriate place. But thank you for being here and thank you for doing what you do. We need, we need, I mean, you're a manifester. So it's obviously like, <laughs> duh, of course she's like this, but we need more. <laughs> I love the innovativeness of like how, what you bring to the table and, and how you teach and how you lead your clients. It's huge and it's refreshing. And I just, I love it. So thank you for being here. Is there anything final that you want to leave the listeners with before we head out? Your success is inevitable. Just keep Oof. going. It's so true. It's so true. And again, when you're doing it a way that is, and I hate to use the word alignment too much, but the alignment piece is what really makes everything so much easier and far yeah. more seamless. So again, Lauren's going to help you do that. So thank you, Lauren. Thank you for being here. Thank you. 